What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Mark Marauders Beat the Market. One trade at a time. I'm your host, Reginald C., so let's jump into this stock news. So first on the agenda, we have an increase on the number of COVID cases. Um, so the average number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 over the past seven days rose by at least uh, 5% in 36 states uh, as of Monday, according to CNBC's analysis data from the COVID tracking project. So a lot of new cases uh, have been growing. Uh, It says over the past seven days, the U.S. reported an average of 69,967 new cases every day, the highest seven-day average record yet, according to CNBC analysis at John Hopkins University. So, you know, the number of cases is growing. Um, I think this is a very big catalyst uh, for the market. Um, And I think, you know, it is going to be the reason why uh, the numbers uh, the market uh, is continuing to go down. Um, so another catalyst, um, you know, that I think the market is going down on is going to be the stimulus. So, you know, still have no update on the stimulus. It has been in a t- entirely too long of a process, in my opinion, on this stimulus news, uh, starting around May 15th, when the HEROES uh, Act was passed. Uh, which in May, the Heroes representatives, um, House representatives passed a bill called the Heroes Act that called for $3 trillion in spending. The legislation included $1,200 checks. Uh, this time, dependent checks were raised of $1,200 uh, for a maximum of 6000 per family. The legislation also sought to expand eligibility for dependents over 17 and for people who do not hold U.S. citizen or resident status. Then we go to July 9th, uh, where the capping of eligibility of 40000 in income, uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said that he would consider capping eligibility for the second stimulus check at 40000 So that was in July. So in July 27th, uh, Senate Republicans introduced a bill with $1,200 checks. Uh, so again, Mitch McConnell introduced a package, a proposal called the HEALS Act that included a second round of stimulus checks. Uh, the proposal calls for payments as similar as the first round with 1200 per individual or 2400 per married couple plus a $500 per dependent. Uh, this time, however, dependents over 17 would be eligible for the money. Um, so then we go to the end of July, July 30th, uh, where GOP senators proposed a $1,000 stimulus check. Uh, so a group, group of Republican senators introduced a bill. That calls for $1,000 stimulus check, so they lowered it uh, to $1,000 instead of $1,200 in this proposal for both adults and children. Under the proposal, a family of four could receive $4,000. So that's what was proposed in the end of July. So then we go all the way to August 13th, uh, where Congress breaks without passing a stimulus. So basically, they had a break, and there was still no stimulus passed. Um, This is a very important date because this is when, um, you know, they were looking for, you know, big news to come, but it never came. Uh, so approval of coronavirus stimulus bill uh, looks to be weeks away as Congre- congressional leaders uh, decamp to their home districts. Uh, while Capitol Hill leaders couldn't reach an agreement on other issues, one thing seemed to be uh, agreed upon was the $1,200 check. So they came back to an agreement. Um, even President Trump tweeted, uh, Democrats are holding this up. Uh, so there were frustration on both ends as to why this was not passed. So we jump a month later, all the way into September. 
uh, where it says Senate Republicans fail to move small aid bill. So a Republican bill included about $500 billion in new federal um, and new aid fails to get necessary votes to pass the Senate. Uh, so then we go to the 16th, the very next week. Trump says Democrats are holding up the stimulus payment. Uh, and then he tweet called them heartless, heartless and said they don't want to give uh, stimulus payments to people who desperately need it. Now we're at the end of September where both parties still want the $1,200 check. So they both want $1,200 check, but they can't agree on closing the deal. So now we go all the way into October. So in October, um, House Democrats passed an uh, updated stimulus bill. House Democrats revised and passed an updated HEROES Act, bringing the total cost down about $1 trillion uh, in the bid to appeal to Republicans. The proposal includes $1,200 checks, but more generous terms for the first set. Depends on depends of age would be eligible for $500 payments. So basically dependents uh, who are of age will get the $500 payments. Um, individual taxpayers um, or taxpayer identification numbers would also qualify uh, for checks and a change of the first payment, uh, which required valid social security number. Then October 17th, uh, Trump proposes standalone legislation to send the $1,200 checks. So he's like, hey, guys, if you can't do it, you know, I'll just sign a bill and get the $1,200 out to everybody. Um, but that doesn't go out. Um, then on the 12th, uh, there's still a holdup. Um, and then on the 21st, uh, 500, $500 billion GOP Senate bill fails yet again. Um, but it got 60 votes. It didn't get the 60 votes needed to pass. So then you got the 26th, where they're back to negotiations again uh, in October, uh, where it says talks have certainly slowed down, but they're not ending. Uh, talking about the PPP that could be potentially uh, given out and the particulars of the stimulus. So no stimulus has come. So what does this mean for the market? There's no funding for corporations like banks no funding for companies like the airlines, no funding for people who have small businesses who barely were able to scrape by with the PPP. So in my opinion, the market as a whole is going to continue to go down um, until, you know, we get past the election or whenever Congress can decide to make up their mind on this stimulus. So I think, you know, the number of cases going up as well as the stimulus are very huge catalysts for the market. And I think investors should be worried, worried in the sense of, you know, save all your money and wait till the market goes down and buy, buy, buy. So, you know, buy, buy, buy as much as you can. I know I bought quite a bit in March, um, you know, quadrupled my profits basically uh, from buying in March when the market went down. Uh, that's how majority of investors make their money is when the market goes down, it essentially is on sale. So when it's on sale, you buy things for cheap. And then when they go back up, you can sell them for a premium. Or in my case, I just hold them for long term uh, because I don't think the next uh, potential crash is going to be as bad as the one in March. So with that being said, um, I think people should, you know, stack up money uh, for this potential crash because there's no conclusion on to, you know, the vaccine or, you know, the stimulus. So, you know, very interesting news uh, in that regards. So going to the next one, uh, Wells Fargo announced that they will be laying off 500,000 jobs. So 500,000 jobs are at risk, which is quite a bit of people uh, to be laid off. Uh, especially considering, you know, how big the company is. Um, but, you know, 
they're saying it's going to strengthen uh, the company as a whole. And I feel like it's a measure that they're kind of forced to do, especially considering, you know, um, they don't have um, the luxuries that other places do. People are not going into the banks um, as often. You know, people are doing things online, so less employees are really needed um, and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, I see it happening uh, probably with other companies probably down the future. So going into uh, some other news, Peloton is still uh, struggling. So in my previous podcast or one previous before that, I talked about Peloton had a recall on their bike pedals. Um, So Peloton has voluntarily recalled first generation pedals on bikes purchased between July 2013 and May 2016. Uh, The affected pedals carry a significant risk of failure uh, that has already caused injury to over 100 uh, Peloton members. People affected by this recall can request uh, replacement parts only uh, online or by calling uh, Peloton support. So I think this is a pretty big deal for the company, even though, you know, 2016, the people who bought the recent bikes would be affected. But as an overall company as a whole, this is like their main money maker. So I think it makes the company look, you know, kind of bad. And I could definitely see a lot of people selling uh, or shorting the stock because of this. Um, It definitely looks bad uh, for the company as a whole. But if they made other devices or other things that were like their most money maker, I could see how they could probably bounce back from it and just fix this. But since it was a recall and it happened to so many people and it's their main item, uh, you know, I definitely could see um, this definitely hurting the company as a whole. So in some big news uh, that has come this week uh, down the ways, AMD has agreed to purchase um, their part or their competitor. So their competitor's name is, I hope I can say this right, Xilinx. So it's X-I-L-I-N-X. So the coronavirus pandemic has forever changed the microchip industry, kicking its consolidation into high gear. And, you know, with that being said, I think, you know, people are going to um, buy more and more computer parts as people are working from home more often. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, a standard way of living uh, as time goes on. Um, And then, you know, I think companies like AMD, this is a very smart move for them. And the stock definitely showed uh, that they liked this acquisition. Uh, so they agreed to buy their rival chip maker Xilinx in a 300 or a 35 billion dollar deal. So 35 billion dollars to buy this company. Uh, two companies announced on Tuesday that all stock transi- transactions will create the industry's largest high performance computing company and further bolster AMD's growing portfolio. Uh, combined, it will have 13,000 employees. With the deal expected to close at the end of 2021. Together, the companies are hoping uh, to further establish itself against Intel and other rivals as demanding booms for chips needed for computers, cars, and aerospace. Uh, So this is a very smart move. Uh, The CEO, in my opinion, she has led the company to a fantastic uh, record. She's done a lot of trend-setting things, in my opinion, in the chip world um, and definitely put them... Uh, in my opinion, sort of above Intel. Now, Intel, you know, is the, you know, company that everybody thinks of. But as far as 2020 is concerned, I think AMD has made a lot more uh, moves than 
Intel has. So definitely interested to see the growth of AMD. Um, I know a lot of people have AMD products in their computers now or Intel products. You know, one of the two, there's usually like a split between whether people like AMD or they like Intel. Uh, it's kind of usually like a 50-50 that I've seen in the, com in the computer or PC world. Uh, but with the growth and, you know, the combination of these companies, I think AMD will be set up to have better products in the future than Intel. So I'm interested to see uh, what products are going to be in the pipeline after this merger is complete at the end of 2021. Uh, now, I realize it's going to be a slow integration, you know, between both of the companies coming together, uh, which is going to be, you know, realistic. But, you know, I think while that integration is happening, you'll see some new products come down the pipeline because they will have access to all of the chip uh, maker that they bought uh, data so they can get all their employees together and start making better products at AMD. So going into um, Amazon said that they're opening uh, 100,000 new roles to support people uh, relying on Amazon services in a stressful time. Uh, so they're hiring 100,000 people. So if you're looking for a job, uh, you got an Amazon in your local area, that may be a place um, to look. Uh, they pay pretty well, so definitely go look at Amazon. Uh, and it doesn't say that they're hiring it just for seasonal either. It says they're hiring it uh, for full-time and part-time. So, you know, it could be a pretty good thing for those people who uh, unfortunately have been laid off uh, due to the pandemic. And Amazon pays uh, pretty well. So, you know, definitely look for, um, you know, that. I don't have a link for it, uh, but... You know, just Google uh, Amazon hiring 100,000 people and hopefully you can find an application to get a job. So lastly, on here, I want to talk about uh, the vaccine race. So another catalyst or I would say, you know, the last catalyst for why the market is going down is this vaccine race. Uh, now, if you, you know have been following me, you know, I'm saying Pfizer is definitely going to be you know, number one in my book as far as progress is concerned. But their CEO recently said that they're not going to have uh, any information to give before the election, uh, which is what they kind of proposed before, um, you know, but they're ch kind of changed their mind and said, you know, it may give us a little while uh, to do it. So they're saying, you know, a little bit after the election. So not the week of the election. Uh, so I think investors, you know, on the edge of their seats waiting to see what information they can get from Pfizer. Uh, Moderna has already said that they're going to be giving um, their information, um, you know, before uh, or like later November and then applying for approval in December. Um, so Pfizer, uh, Tupperson PFE announced uh, March 17th that it would develop and distribute BioNTech's uh, COVID-19 vaccine candidate through a deal exclusive that excludes, through the deal, excludes China. The 360 uh, patents in the U.S. trial had started uh, to receive its first dose. Uh, the four vaccine candidates include the study as of May 5th. Dosing in 200 participants in German uh, trial began at 23rd of April. Um, as part of the deal, Pfizer will pay uh, $185 million up front with additional possible future milestone payments of $563 million. Uh, Michael Dolston, Pfizer's uh, chief scientific officer, said during April 28th, earnings call that the companies expect the first round of trial uh, data in May or June, with the vaccine candidate moving into expanded trials that could allow emergency use or accelerated approval coming 
in the fall, possibly October. So it's in October. Um, I don't think that we'll have it during October. But, you know, I think in November, it's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, this company as well as Moderna and how they are be performing. So some other companies that I would say, you know, you could look at if you're not into those two companies. Uh, you got Amogen uh, and Adaptive Biotechnologies are making an antibody treatment, which is in the preclinical preclinical trial. Um, so... That's ticker sign AMGN and ADPT. So I would say look at those two, put those two on your radar. Um, Altimune or ticker sign ALT is also um, making a vaccine there in their preclinical trial as well. Um, Biotech and Pfizer, which is ticker sign PFE and BNTX. Uh, then you have Crido DYN, uh, which is making a treatment. They're in phase two and phase three of their clinical trial. Uh, so look at them. Their ticker sign is CYDY. Then you have Gilead Sciences, which uh, has already got FDA approval uh, for remdesivir, which is what President Trump took uh, that he recovered from. And they already got the FDA approval uh, to administer that drug. So definitely keep them on your radar. Ticker sign GILD. I expect them to continue to go up uh, as time goes on. So those are some notable ones to look at. You also got GlaxoKline, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, which is making a vaccine and treatment. Um, it's called ASO3, um, a juvent system for vaccines. Uh, ticker sign is GSK. So look at those. Heat Biologics is also trying to come up with a vaccine. They're in their preclinical pre stages. Uh, the ticker sign is HTBX uh, and Novio as well. Um, so Novio had a lot of backing uh, at the beginning, uh, but they're in phase one of their clinical trial. They are a D DNA-based vaccine. Uh, their vaccine is going to be named INO4800. Uh, their ticker sign is INO. So look at them as well. Their trial was paused. Uh, so that's kind of why they've been, you know, out of uh, the running. You have Johnson & Johnson, which ticker sign is J&J. &J. They're in preclinical trials as well. They were also paused uh, because one of their patients got sick. Uh, but definitely also keep them on your radar. Then you have Moderna, like I said earlier, uh, which said they're going to be giving their information around November and December time frame. Uh, and their vaccine name is MRNA1273. You got Novavax, uh, which is making a vaccine. Uh, the ticker sign is NVAX. They are in phase one of their clinical trial uh, under their name NVX-COV2373. Uh, you got Regeneron, uh, which is making a preventional uh, or a prevention and treatment. Uh, they're in the preclinical stages. Uh, their ticker sign is REGN, uh, and they're using uh, REGN-COV2 for their um, drug name. You have Regeneron Pharmaceuticals and Sanofi. Uh, they're making a treatment. Uh, it's called Kivzara. So... Look at the ticker sign S and Y for Sanofi. Uh, Regeneron, I said earlier, is REGN. Then you also have uh, Roche, uh, R-O-C-H-E. And they are making a treatment. Uh, they're in phase three of their clinical trial. Uh, and their name is Actemera. So their ticker sign is ROG. Um, and they're in phase three of their treatment as well. So... Definitely look at those. Uh, you have Takeda Pharmaceuticals, 
Uh, they are making an antibody treatment uh, under the name TAK888. Uh, they're in preclinical trials as well. They're a Japanese drug maker, um, and their ticker sign is TAK. Uh, you got Vaxart, which ticker sign is VXRT. Definitely one a very popular one um, that I've seen uh, because you know they're trading and they're not that expensive. Uh, so they're in the preclinical pre trials as well. And then lastly, you have Verb Biotechnologies, which is making a treatment uh, for COVID. They're in the preclinical trials as well. And the name of theirs is called VIR2703 or VIR7831 and VIR7832. Their ticker sign is VIR, so make sure you check them out. So that is if you want to jump into the pharmaceutical uh, trading. Those are some tickers and some stocks that I would say look at and do your due diligence to begin your research for the pharmaceutical stocks. Now, you may say, why trade pharmaceutical stocks? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's going to be president. Both presidents are going to be looking for vaccines. Both presidents are going to be looking for treatments um, and therapies to help the American people and foreign uh, people as well try to alleviate uh, or remedy this COVID-19. So, that is the one thing that I think that both parties, Democrat and Republican, can agree on is that a vaccine is like number one priority. So if you're investing, I would say look at these companies, uh, do your research. All of them are different. They all have different things they're doing. They all have different track records, different management, uh, you know, different past, meaning, you know, the way they've managed different releases of, of uh, vaccines and medicines and therapies. Um, and then also they are in different trials. So obviously the phase three trials or the phase two trials are going to be a lot further than the preclinical trials. But I would say, you know, still keep your eyes out on those. And the ones that have been paused, like Inovio and Johnson Johnson, can always be unpaused. So, you know, make sure you look up for updates for that because a company being unpaused by the FDA can move uh, the ticker just as much as the company coming up with the vaccine. So just bear that in mind, um, you know, all the updates from these different pharmaceuticals can make the companies go up and you can take advantage of it to grow your account in your portfolio. Well, good luck to everybody out there trading. I hope everybody has a good week uh, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.